This podcast is intended for healthcare professionals only. Welcome to a special episode of the Diabetes Knowledge and Practice podcast, bringing you news, views and updates in diabetes care. Today's episode is supported by educational grants from Eli Lilly, Merck Sharp and Dome Corp and Novo Nordisk AS, who have had no influence on the content. I'm Emma and this is another Newsflash episode to update you on newly published data, summarising the key takeaways in under five minutes. Today we're looking at some research presented at the American Diabetes Association's 81st Scientific Sessions by Dr. Juan Pablo Frias from the Sustain Forte trial of semaglutide 2mg. Semaglutide is already approved by the EMA and FDA for type 2 diabetes at once-weekly doses of 0.5mg and 1mg. The Phase 3A Sustain trials found that between 20 and 30% of participants taking semaglutide 1mg did not achieve an HbA1c of below 7%, so it was hypothesised that a higher dose might provide more glycemic control. The Sustain Forte trial was designed to answer this question, and was a randomised, double-blind, Phase 3B trial comparing 1mg and 2mg doses of once-weekly semaglutide. The trial recruited 961 participants with type 2 diabetes who were taking metformin with or without a sulfonylurea and who had an HbA1c of between 8 and 10%, so they were considered as needing treatment intensification to control their diabetes. All the participants entered a 12-week dose escalation period starting at 0.25mg weekly and doubling their dose every four weeks to a maximum of 1mg. After this 12-week period, they were randomised at a ratio of 1 to 1 to either stay at 1 mg or to escalate to 2 mg. All the participants then continued to take either 1 or 2 mg for a further 28 weeks, giving a total treatment duration of 40 weeks, after which there was a 7-week follow-up period. The primary objective was to establish that semaglutide 2 mg was superior to 1 mg in controlling glycemia and secondary objectives included comparing the effect on body weight, hypoglycemia and general safety and tolerability. At screening, the mean duration of type 2 diabetes was between 9 and 10 years, and the mean HbA1c was around 8.9%. Mean BMI was between 34 and 35, all participants were taking metformin, and around 53% were also taking a sulfonylurea. For the primary endpoint, the change from baseline in HbA1c at 40 weeks was a 1.9% reduction for 1mg and a 2.2% reduction for 2mg, giving a statistically significant estimated treatment difference of 0.23 percentage points between the two groups. The confirmatory secondary endpoint was change from baseline body weight at week 40, which was minus 6kg for the 1mg dose and minus 6.9kg for the 2mg dose, giving an estimated treatment difference of 0.93 kilograms, which again was statistically significant. There was also significantly greater odds of participants achieving a target of HbA1c below 7% with the 2 milligram dose, which was achieved by 67.6% of those taking 2 milligrams versus 57.5% of those taking 1 milligram, giving an odds ratio of 1.6 in favour of the 2 milligram dose. Participants taking 2mg were also around 40% more likely to lose at least 5% body weight compared with those taking 1mg, with 59.2% of those on the 2mg dose achieving this, compared with 51.3% of those on 1mg. The incidence of adverse events for the 2mg dose was slightly higher with a rate of 56.8% 
compared with 52.3% for one milligram. Notably, this difference appeared to be primarily driven by gastrointestinal events, with a rate of 34% versus 30.8%. But the rate of serious adverse events was similar between the two arms, and in fact slightly higher in the one milligram group, at 4.4 versus 5.2%. The investigators concluded that semaglutide 2 milligrams offered superior reduction in HbA1c and reduced body weight more compared with 1 milligram, and also allowed more of the participants to achieve HbA1c and weight loss targets, with comparable safety and tolerability profiles. Full results of this study are currently in press for publication in the Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology, and a label extension application for the 2mg dose has already been submitted to both the EMA and FDA, so there should be news in the following months of whether this higher dose of semaglutide is approved for clinical use. We'll be bringing you more special news episodes throughout this series, so make sure you've subscribed to the podcast so you can receive these as soon as they're released, helping you to stay up to date. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or rating as it helps other people find the podcast.